You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer. Massey, I appreciate the grind as a leader. You're an alpha, and making us wait until that Bears-Commanders game concluded was the right thing to do. I, I have a migraine. I have a migraine from watching that game. Is Thursday night dead, folks? Thursday night football? Next week? We got Cardinals. We got Saints, though. Saints at Cardinals. I like is that. It. A, is that a good game? It's not. It's not what the Thursday night fans want, but it's what I want. It's better than yeah. I mean, to be fair, Colts Broncos last week. Yikes! Rush should have been cooking. This was Bronco Country season, and the Colts have a former Super Bowl participant, Matt Ryan. Therefore, on paper, that looked good. This yeah, game yeah, did ahead. not look good on paper. Sorry, this Washington, this looked like the toilet bowl and which team wanted to lose this game in order to get better draft stock towards about halftime when it was 3-0 to zero at halftime. And the final score was 12-6, 12-7. It was a five-point game. When a game's won by five points, it's usually a bad sign. <laughs> That's That can't be good. A well, safety least, and a field goal. <laughs> at least next Thursday, we're going to have points, 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 and not just field yeah. goals, field goals, field goals. So maybe we'll have a better game next week, and that way we'll be able to at least come into this either I'll be either super so- psyched or super depressed. Yeah, who? I mean, who earns their contract more, Taysom or Kyler? I mean, Taysom like Hill's Taysom. an absolute stud, Taysom absolute yeah. stud. And I don't understand, and this is this is fantasy football, he had 35 points as a fantasy football player where running backs were did, had two touchdowns and 200 yards, and they were getting 40 points or whatever it was. And Taysom Hill had one pass touchdown, three three running rushing touchdowns, 260 mm-hmm. yards total offense. And a fumble recovery, and he got 30 points. I was like, does the does the NFL and fantasy football hate the Saints? They d- yeah, I don't think he got he didn't get those points for that fumble recovery. That's not fair. What? You the can't man- add that. You gotta well, you can't, you know, this fantasy football is legitimate. It's not like the NFL where you just change the rules halfway through the season. So you Can gotta we, stick. We need to talk yeah. about that right now. They have changed con- concussion protocols. Uh mm. Teddy Bridgewater got called out of the game after passing all concussion protocol tests. And they were like, well, he might have wobbled here. He's out. And that's just now there's a two-a rule. There's a Tom Brady rule. Now there's a two-a rule. They can't risk anything with these guys. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, like, I've just I feel like back to back weeks, just Tua. I think it was back to back weeks, right? Tua was uh wobbling around and then nine um Naeem Naeem Hines last week yeah. during that awful Thursday night game. Like, those are the two most drunk guy leaving the bar concussion moments I've ever seen on a field. And they happened back to back weeks. Yeah, but well, I mean, luckily Hines got called out of the game the week yeah. before too. Besides his very obvious one when he was wobbling around and they called it a back injury, they let him in the game. They they kept him in the game, calling it a back injury. It's one of those things where the NFL just will change the rules, and eventually they're going to have to review. They're going to be like, we're going to review concussions, or we're going to review rough, rushing the pass- passer, and it's going to slow the game down, just like what they were when they were reviewing pass interference. And then there's going to be enough fan outcry, and then the rule will get changed back. So it's just the NFL doing the NFL thing, just doing the the PA thing. 
PC we're just thing. Going to, we're just going in cycles. So the war on football is back. CTE is very back. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Smith, remember the slap this year? Yeah, I remember Will that. Smith, Will Smith famously played the, in the movie Concussion, Tell the Truth. Maybe it's time to resurrect Will Smith's career and make Concussion 2. The motion picture. That's not a bad idea. I mean, he is hot. Like he, he does have an Oscar. Tell the tooth. Tell the Tua? Tell the Tua? The tooth, like this number two, like the second one, the sequel. I got you. I'm there. I'm there with you. But I, I added on to that and said, tell the tell the Tua. Oh, Tooth. Two. Tell, tell the Tooth. Tell the Tooth. We're right, on to something already, here. There's a title for the show. Yeah, right yeah. There. There's uh, you go ahead and print that. We have a packed show, and I mean packed. We have the huddle. We have a college football pick that is the most elite schedule of college football. I think there are six ranked matchups, three of which are starring 5-0 and teams. That is six 5-0 and teams facing each other this weekend. And then we were going to wrap it up with three up, three down, which I'm not sure how we're doing three up and three down. Maybe we need to – I like what we're doing, but maybe we need to rename it something, you know? We're it's still in it's still in beta in my opinion where we need to rank it we need to call it like we need to start doing favorites and underdogs or overs and unders or something okay. but we'll get there we'll get there so we're it's the Thursday night football of segments it's bad I wouldn't call it Thursday night football of segments but it's not quite the 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 title doesn't quite fit what the description of what we're doing because eventually we've kind of evolved in just doing picks I feel like your your first chair. This feels like a corporate situation where first chair, you told me to do this segment and now you're blaming it on me. No, I'm uh, don't, don't get your <laughs> panties in a bunch. Relax. Just relax. We're, we'll, I'm just, we'll just get, I'm just, I'm just joshing you. All right. All right. So let's get to the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week. The critical number of the week, something you're stuck on your quote slash question of the week and your goat of the week trainer. I'm going to kick it to you. What is your good news of the week? I also I don't wear, I don't wear panties. Um, that's only my, on weekends, right? <laughs> oh, oh, I did see the Dixie chicks, um, on Friday. That was fun. Sick. That was my good news. That was, my that good was news. the besides, chicks. Besides beating Massey to see big boy. Uh, my good news of the week is the Cowboys defense. It is yes. so good. Yes. Michael, Micah Parsons. So, oh my God. Best defend this best defender in Cowboys history. Maybe. I mean, watch out Dion. Dion played for a few other teams too. And I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel pretty good. I'm thinking, even if we're terrible, we lose in the first round, which we will do. Uh, worst case scenario, we fire uh, Mike McFaddy and promote Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn deserves a second chance, as you know, all um, ex like white NFL coaches do. Yeah. So I think I think it's totally fine. It was Kyle Shanahan's fault the Falcons lost that Super Bowl when Dan Quinn was their head coach. So I think, uh, yeah. He does an admirable job, and McFaddy can take the fall if we lose in the divisional round, and all is good. If Sean Payton is on the uh, Carolina Panthers head coaching vacancy, which I <clears throat> predicted last week, that nice, you know what would happen. Yeah, Monday headline. Yeah, um, Dan Quinn seems like to me that he is a lifer. Um, what am I trying to say? Lifer assistant coach. Bald guy wears the the fitted hat backwards. Goatee. He looks great. All right, all right. Well, that's the you, look. That's the look. Yeah. I can't say enough about uh, Dallas's defense. They are hands. Are they the number one ranked defense, or the just number one defense that's the most fun to watch? For me, most fun to watch. I think for you too. I feel like you like them more than the Saints' defense. 
I think yardage wise, they might be. I don't know if I don't know like what all goes into ranking the defense. Least least amount of scoring, like score scoring allowed, yards allowed, and turnovers. Is it kind of that's the Yeah, there's some mystical al- algorithm that I don't know. I know that the analytic. Bucks defense is really good. Denver's defense actually isn't bad. They just don't score a lot of points. Um, so there's there's a couple out there. Uh my good news of the week, we alluded to it earlier. And this is a bright spot amongst the Saints season, which has been up and down roller coaster. Taysom Hill, we mentioned earlier, that is my good news of the week. We don't have to go back to it, but I would like to point out that mm. it is the best time of year for sports. We're playing meaningful baseball. Yes. We're in the middle of the football season, college football and NFL football, where we're starting to understand what teams are. At the beginning, No one knows what's going on, but now we kind of have the pulse of what team is doing what, which are contenders, which are pretenders. It's it's buckle up. The NBA starting. Some of the pettiness is already out there. It is great time to be a sports fan. Yeah, I think also I haven't googled it yet. I've seen hockey games and hockey scores. Is it regular season already? Oh, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I am not not there there yet. Hockey hockey Uh, starts in the spring sometime for me. Oh, hockey does. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like baseball starts in the fall. NHL starts in the, you know, kind of like in uh, March, April to me. Did you? Sorry, I was looking up uh, defensive rankings. Did you mention the World Cup coming? Oh, uh, (laughs) and the World Cup, (laughs) guys. Mark your calendars for the World Cup. When you're eating Thanksgiving dinner, don't watch the Detroit game. Watch the World Cup. Watch the World Cup. Watch the Cowboys play. Watch America's team play, and then watch America's team play. There you go. Back. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Give me you a critical plug? number this week. Good plug. Uh, let's see. No, quick uh, stats for the fans. Uh, top top five. Uh, Niners, great defense. Bosa, yeah. Bills, Von Miller, Cowboys, Eagles, Bucks. Man, NFC so so much better than the AFC this year. Yeah, it's pathetic. That includes the Saints. I have I have four critical numbers. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's hear them. Pack show. Pack, pack, pack packed like a, show. Like a ten of Zen. Mm-hmm. Packed. Uh, 61 straight. I have no idea. 61 straight games. She said 61. Damn it. Is that it? I wrote this. I wrote this down to throw you off. Do you think it was a home run reference? Maybe. No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't. The home run race. The home run race. It was back in like back in the regular season. I I do remember that. (laughs) Um, our boy, Justin Tucker, ex Morgan Cox, Wolfpack member friend? yeah there oh, it is there not, it is not ex-friend ex-teammate there you go ex-teammate. there it is i'm guessing morgan cox is a part of this record 61 straight field goals in yes he has to be 61 straight field goals in the fourth quarter and overtime justin tucker Damn. i've heard i've heard the argument and i thought it was absolutely ridiculous when i first heard it but when he hit the game winner last week they're like that might be the one of the greatest football players that ever lived and i was like no way and then you think about it and the amount of points that that man has scored, and not only overall but in clutch moments, has to make him one of the better football players that that have ever lived. And especially, it's got to be hands down the best kicker that we've ever seen. Yeah, I'd say like you know, Vinatieri has the Super Bowls. Yeah, he's got the moments and the, mo- and the playoff moments. Uh, Tucker has a Super Bowl. He, I think they won. They beat the Niners by a field goal. So obviously, that mattered. His 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 golden leg mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring, 
I think overall, I think Vinatieri also may be best regular season score scoring title of all time. It's always a kicker that has scored the most points in NFL history. Um, but I think like pound for pound, like in terms of length, accuracy, and like records, like Ironman records and everything, meaning longevity of playing games mm-hmm. and the 61 straight is crazy. And the fourth and overtime, that's the most important part of the game, obviously. So has to be pound for pound the best kicker. All right. Give me your second critical number. Uh, oh, 14. Mm, I have no idea. 14th quarterback ever to win his first five starts. Oh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. 14th? Is he going to go for 6-0? and yeah, six, yeah, he beat Kirk Cousins last year. No, is he is he gonna if he goes six and zero, will that list fall off? Oh, fall! Yeah, that must fall shorter. I don't know what that number is. Oh, not dude. Cooper Rush has earned himself a zillion dollars either as a backup or the next commander starting quarterback. <laughs> you think? That, I don't know if they're gonna get after this Wentz experiment. I don't know if they can go back to back genders. I just don't think Rivera can do it. Uh, if Rivera if Rivera is the coach, or if the Commanders have a franchise, yeah, that's a good point. They might sell the, they might sell Snyder. the team to yeah. Oklahoma City or something. Love it. All right, give me your next one. I'm ready. 1989. Uh, has something to do with the Cowboys and their record? No, not the Cowboys. Your Alabama Crimson Tide. Last time Tennessee and Alabama entered the third Saturday in October. The name of the rivalry. Both undefeated. That's it's been a while. Alabama's won fifteen since. straight. Yeah, we know. We know. Well, I'm just well, you should be nervous. You have them to win it all. My yeah, that is going to be an electric game. It's got the CBS, it's got college game day. Neyland Stadium is huge. Uh one hundred and seven thousand people. What's that? Have you been? No, I've ne- I've never been. No. It's, it's just absolutely enormous. I hear the field is not that yeah. good because the stadium is so steep that it barely gets any sun. All the mustard and golf balls? Yeah, all the mustard and golf balls have poisoned that that facility. All right, all right 1989. Um, the field is bad because Oh, the 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 stadium is so steep that the sun like doesn't get in it this time of year like as as it doesn't get all the way like sunshiny but for a couple of hours in the day. Oh, uh, okay. So it gets a little cold. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say cold. I would just say uh, the grass doesn't photo cold in the south. photosynthesize as much as other other uh, fields. But what do you got for your fourth critical number? That's a lot of syllables. Uh, one hundred fifty. Sorry, eight hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that is how much Matt Rule is making a month, a week. Ding 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 ding. To Netflix and chill or fish. Yep. I I feel. Is the buyout is kind of opposite of uh, college for the NFL coaches? The buyout goes down, or excuse mm. me, goes up as the season progresses. Meaning, like if they wanted to fire Matt Rule, it'd be cheaper to do it earlier than later. That's and in question. college, it just stays kind of the the same mammoth number. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that far in the in the analytics and the data. Art sheet didn't go that deep. If you're Matt Rule, is there like a non compete clause where you can't take a job like within a year? Or you lose your buyout? Do you you sit around, right? Yeah, you sit around. I mean, what is he? Yeah, he doesn't want that Nebraska job. That's just a pit of despair. That's just a. I mean, another. Well, if they sign him to a ten year contract and they fire him after. Yeah. Hell. Yeah, the the Bobby Bonilla of the NFL right now, Matt Rule. Um. Okay. This this is a question. 
What's the more attractive job right now, Wisconsin or Nebraska? I think Wisconsin. I mean, you I'm gotta, there too. Yeah, you got. I mean, you know, I'm stuck in the '90s. I just went and waited all night to watch Red Hot Chili Peppers play at ACL. But like, I'm, I'm gonna be realistic and be with the times and say Wisconsin's the better job the past 20 years. So yeah, easily they, they're perennial powerhouse in the Big Ten uh, East. So it yeah, feels great, like, yeah, feels great like AD Barry Alvarez AD like does a great job. Yeah, and they don't they don't fire they don't fire anybody. They fired the first coach in 33 years uh, last week. So it's just one of those things where people are debating it. I'm like, why? Like Nebraska is in the ashes. Like it is just it is doesn't even resemble the football program it had in the 90s during the steroids college football era. Wisconsin is there. It has the recruits. It's got the largest i think it has the largest people per capita in the nation is is all from wisconsin they have the bodies they just need they're just a couple of play callers away from actually making things happen in the big 10 i'm i'm with you 100 wisconsin a, a better better job than than nebraska i would say by a lot yeah and madison much more known for a cooler place to live and work than lincoln nebraska never been to lincoln never been to madison but i would pick madison hands down all right mm, my beer, critical beer and cheese my critical corn. number beer and cheese over corn yep seventeen thousand seven hundred and ninety one oh seventeen thousand seven hundred and ninety one attendance yes oh future attendance future attendance of the entire texas rangers 2023 mlb season that's actually not – that's pretty close. I had it written down right here. That is the amount of tickets sold to the Pelicans' home opener against the Jazz. They have sold out Smoothie King Arena down there in New Orleans for everyone to watch the return mm. of Zion Williamson. The Pelicans have a chance this year to make some noise in the West. They do. They were a, a darling <coughs> – what do you? What do we call it? The play, yeah, play-in tournament winner. Yeah. They – took it to the Suns, and then Dallas finished off the Suns around or two later. can't remember now. It's been so long. That was in the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think getting Zion back, obviously, with Tatum, um, that's big. Yeah. I just like I just like how there's excitement. You know, you sell, there's been rumors that the Pelicans were going to sell and move somewhere else. You start selling out arenas, especially this early, and hopefully they can meet that expectation. That means basketball to stay in New Orleans. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, I think like Zion's ready to go back. Tatum, who am I? Who am I forgetting? Who's the third best player? Why Ingram. am I forgetting Ingram and Zion and oh, um, McCollum? Yeah, McCollum. Yeah, CJ. Yeah, we're, we're, they're gonna be they're gonna be exciting to watch, especially yeah. if Point Zion comes out. He did roll his ankle again. And he's day to day, but Point Nikes. Zion, if it's Nikes, I'm done. I'm done. Phil Knight, I'm going to knock on your door if it's Zion Williams and is still wearing Nikes. All right, give me your stuck on this week, trainer. Oh man, I don't know if you saw this, Massey. I don't know if you looked. You scrolled that far down on the AP poll. Did you mm. see who's number twenty-five in the nation? JMU. You know who's? You, I don't know if you scrolled down, Massey. You went this far down the ACC uh, rankings, and you know who's number fourteen in the ACC. Virginia Tech. Oh, number Virginia. 14 in the ACC. The worst Virginia team in the ACC. James Madison University is a top 25 team. What the hell? To quote Vince Lombardi, what the hell is going on out here? I don't know. And and JMU, is, it's their first year in the FBS. So they've stepped up a class. And 
they they beat App State, which is super interesting because App State had the game of the year against Texas A&M. They also mm-hmm. had the Hail Mary of the year against Troy State, a team they should have beat handily. And all of a sudden, JMU, out of nowhere, the Dukes, of all people, are number 25 in the nation. I mean, congratulations, JMU, but Virginia on the on the flip side of that coin, could you think they could beat JMU? UVA? Yeah. This year? Yeah. Oh, 100% no way. <laughs> Are you there in your UVA fandom? Because I am there. I feel so oh, bad. I, I was, Go ahead. I even, I even brought, I brought this up to my, to my, um, my circle of friends and like nobody wants to even talk about UVA football anymore. They, they basically shamed me for even bringing up, why do you care about UVA football anymore? And I'm like, guys, are we just done? Like, are we done here? Feel so I'm just, this, this is it. We're done. I thought it was going to be bad when we replaced every single offensive line, but the receivers I'd said kept banging on the table saying wide receivers were good. And then I learned during the Syracuse game that Virginia wide receivers had the most drops out of the entire country. And I was like, you know what? I'm off that take. Well, I just, yeah, we couldn't, I mean, and I went back and for, I had forgotten about how embarrassing our hiring situation was. We got Tony Elliott because Anthony Poindexter said, I'd rather be a Penn State coordinator and take my <laughs> alma mater's job. And I forgot about that. And now it's like, it, all makes, it all makes sense now. Oh, I, yeah, oh. I kind of, there was trauma there. And I, I had burned that on my brain that Poindexter re- rejected us. Me too. I completely forgot about that. That he definitely knew. Oh, all right. We got to yeah. move on. Cause that, that just hurts. That hurts me a lot. Um, my stuck on <laughs> is the pettiness of the NBA. Ooh. And allow me to focus this this large idea and focus it right down to Miss, Mr. Russell Westbrook. Have you yeah. seen the videos of him not huddling up at, uh, when Pat Bev was trying to get a team huddle during a free throw and Russell Westbrook just completely ignored him? He even was like, hey, hey, come on over. Let's have a team huddle. No, he just lined up to box out for free throws. During the uh, pregame meeting, you can see Jay Huff, our boy Jay Huff. National champion Jay Huff. He's out there on on the uh, L.A. He's taller than everybody on the L.A. team besides Anthony Davis. They're out there having a team huddle right before game. Russell Westbrook on the sideline. Couldn't even be bothered. Wiping, wiping his uh, arms down with a towel. He is so toxic, and he's getting paid $43 million to be a professional basketball player, and he's refusing to even – Accept the role of teammate, and it's just nauseating. So, who's more overpaid, him, Matt Rule, or Jimbo Fisher right now? Uh Jimbo Fisher. But actually, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Russell. Uh, he almost he almost won in Tuscaloosa. You know. Yeah, Give you're right. Credit. Um, we'll bring up Jimbo later. <laughs> Jimbo is one of the most fascinating figures. I always talk about Jimbo. I'm I'm like quietly, <laughs> unquietly obsessed with Jimbo Fisher. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. I think I think Russell Westbrook might be the most overpaid either professional athlete or coach this year in sports. Yeah, because John Wall had kind of had that. Um, he kind of took that mantle last year, but at least he's on the Clippers now, and he'll probably have a better role. He's not on the Rockets, kind of just dying out, yeah. hanging out on the sideline with a with a bum leg. And I I mean, yeah, Pat, Be- Pat Bev was commanding that huddle with LeBron, AD, Jay Huff, you know, the great Jay Huff. And Westbrook's like, I'm not having any part of this team camaraderie stuff. And I'm like, that's just, he's got to go. Yeah, Pat Bev is turning out to look like 
the glue guy. He had a very funny interview with uh, uh, so just the media talking about his role as the and the Lakers and how he's going to take over this team. And he's all doing it tongue in cheek. But you saw him will the Minnesota team, which has plenty of talent. But he you could tell that he was part of a big part of that heartbeat of that team. L.A. needs something like that, and, and Russell Westbrook is just saying, "Oh no, he threatens my alpha maleness. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna throw a hissy fit like a middle school basketball player or like a guy that thinks he should be in the starting lineup. You know, like in middle school, there was somebody's dad who would like yell at the coach because his <laughs> son wasn't getting enough playing time. It's like, dude, he's not that good. Russell my Westbrook dad. is." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Russell Westbrook is that dad and that player combined, and he's just throwing a hissy fit. And you're like, dude, you're getting paid $43 million. You could just go through the motions, and you're still going to get paid. Yeah, trade him. I mean, just you got to find something. Somebody's got to want him. I saw a good potential trade with them and the Pacers. Russell Westbrook, easier easier way for the Pacers to tank and be be bad. Uh, Bring back, bring Buddy Heald over who they wanted to get from Sacramento in the first place. So you trade Russell Westbrook to – Russell Westbrook, excuse me. Um, get with the times, Graham. To tank your team, and then you have a better ch- better shot at the the French freak or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't even – I'm not even going to pretend to know what he is, but people are – Not yet. People not yet. are really, really in love with him. All right, there, trainer. People are saying if he had gone in the same draft as LeBron, he LeBron would have been the second pick. That's how wild – the takes are going. Okay, all right. Let me, let me chime in easy. on that. Did you look at LeBron when he was playing at high school? He looked like a grown man. He I was. I, he had I the had body type. He had the body type of a professional basketball player. He, this French freak or whatever they're calling him, he's got that body type of like Chet uh, Holgram. Chet, yeah, home, it's like Chet Holgram, a little bit of like the Greek freak, like a little bit of like he's thin, but he's but I feel like he's got more uh, – I know Chet's kind of a work in progress, and, and he's already injured for the year. People are worried about him, so he's a little—he's a little in between. He's a little more um, safe when it comes to like he'll grow into himself. Like Chet's a little scarier, a little more of a risk. All right, all right. Give me your quote slash question of the week. Mine's mine's a quick one. It's the uh, it's <clears throat> quarterback. All right, all right. Uh, not a lot to work <laughs> on there. Well, this um, hasn't aged well because the Commanders just won. But this is when Ron Ron Rivera, Commanders, Washington Commanders coach, was asked why his team is one and four, and every other team in the NFC East is four and one, and he just said, "Quarterback." Yeah, uh, Ron, yeah. he is not. I mean, he is not one to throw his team under the bus. He is by the book NFL head coach. He lo- he usually loves his guys. And all I have to say is it all points to Carson Wentz just not being a good dude. I mean, it all it might be toxic in the locker room. People just don't like the guy. And if your head coach is like, yeah, he stinks, especially coming from Ron. Ron is, is a class act when it comes to head coaches. And he was just th- went ahead and was like, you know what? Carson Wentz stinks. Yeah, I know. There was all – I mean, I've never really heard all – there's been a lot of smoke – and the fire has not truly ever come out of why Wentz, because he statistically he didn't have a terrible he didn't have a terrible season for the Colts last year. But there's a lot of there's some sort of seedy underbelly with him as a leader or as him with him as a uh, player in the locker room. His personality has got to be just brutal. It's like it's like Westbrook esque. 
Yeah, there's there's no other explanation in my in my opinion. Yeah. All right, you ready? You ready for my question? This has to do with Jimbo. We got a question. Yes. Are Texas A and M fans beginning to sabotage Jimbo Fisher? Oh, what happened with yell practice this week? So there was a bomb threat um, on Kyle Field and all the football facilities, and they had to cancel practice during their bye week. Um, we've already had callers suggesting for a hitman would be cheaper than his buyout. I believe that Texas A&M fans are starting to sabotage Jimbo Fisher and taking their frustrations out by threatening his life and his players' lives. So, Jimbo, when when are we gonna when are we gonna start tanking for that eighty-five million dollar buyout? It's got to be soon. I didn't know A&M was even on a bye week. Yeah, so they're they're on a bye week. They canceled practice. They brought in the dogs, bomb sniffing dogs. Turned out to be an idle threat, but uh. Here we are. Here we are, Texas A&M. This is this is the bed that you're making. God, that's 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 incredible. Yeah, last week we talked about the. You said a hitman called into a radio show, and and that was a bomb threat. Same guy. Have they you know done any investigations yet? I bet you Paul Feinbaum could find an IP address Ooh, or or do sure some caller ID and uh, figure that out real quick. All right, trainer, give me your goat of the week. Devontae Adams. Really? I thought it was gonna be something else. Devontae Adams pushed a cameraman. <laughs> Out of frustration, in my opinion, if you're on the field with NFL players, much oh. like the, much like the, we had the uh, the Nasty, streaker, anti or anti anti uh, little man and, and NFL camera guys. Well, I guess my point is that you you <laughs> you, you pose some risk, and I, you know what I wouldn't do is get in front of a frustrated football player. I mean, just like the guy filed uh, a police report against. Um, oh, the Rams player that tackled him when he was running around with smoke protesting animal shampoo oh, Bobby Wagner Bobby yeah. Wagner yeah. yeah like you don't you just don't get in those guys way they're they're machines they're absolute alpha males that like don't want to deal with some nerd carrying a camera around sorry nerds so, so Wagner's case should be dropped and Devante's should also be dropped yeah I mean he apologized okay. what else do you want I don't know maybe like uh Maybe like a selfie, a game ball, you know, a couple, some cleats. Yeah, some, that would do it. That would do, that would make up for it, in my opinion. <laughs> what if he's colorblind? He thought he was a Chiefs player, and he was excited. And he was like, hey, the Chiefs won, right? Oh, I got knocked over. Yeah, he was like, oh, is this a Chiefs fan? Get this guy out of my face. <laughs> I mean, they were up 17 to nothing, and they uh, lost to Patrick Mahomes. But a lot of people lose to Patrick Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey, you might want to guard him in the red zone. Yeah, four touchdowns. And I think he had 47 yards and four touchdowns. That's true. Yep. Uh, all right. My goat of the week. I can't believe it lasted this long without being brought up. Dan Snyder. Oh, man. Yep. That's good. This guy is an, an a hilarious train wreck. He's, he's walking around uh, saying he's got dirt on Goodell. He's got dirt on owners, one of which is Jerry Jones. And I'm sure, no. well, I'm sure whatever <laughs> comes out from Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is – Teflon. It's like Dan Snyder's like, I got dirt on Jerry Jones, and all the other owners are like, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, we know about those women. Yeah, yeah, we we get it. We get it. That's Jerry Jones. He has hired private investigators. His law firm that he goes to has hired private investigators. There are rumors, and can you believe this? That he actually didn't give up day-to-day operations to his wife. In fact, he was heavily involved in acquiring Carson Wentz over the arse offseason. Shocking. And it mm-hmm. just the list goes on and on. Let's see. Uh, he um, he has – well, no, I said it all that I that I wrote down, but it goes on and on with, like, from his buying and to, buying of the uh, 
R words in 1999. Is that correct? Yeah, that's about right. He was the uh, he was one of the youngest owners, and he was pit, uh, like making everybody mad at owners' meetings, pitching his his FedEx field for a Super Bowl, and they're like, "Who is this new guy?" And he stepped on so many toes in the very beginning, and now after the mammoth amount of toxic workplace environment that has to do with sexual harassment allegations congress investigating him doing some money laundering or jipping the nfl on his home ticket sales the percentage that he owes to the nfl on and on and on and now he's a cornered dog saying i'm going to take every single person down with me if you take me down and i think he's probably got some empty threats yes there's got to be i mean if we if we don't are with what jerry jones what with what it's already known about what jerry jones has done that's immoral it would have to be the most like heavy duty Epstein sex trafficking scandal that Jerry Jones is involved in for it to be something that's a bombshell that people don't are, are not already aware of. Because Jerry Jones, all of his dirts, his dirty laundry is already everywhere. He's Teflon, as you said. I mean, don't lest we forget that this summer, a 25 year old, uh, right. I forget male or female, it doesn't really matter, came out and said Jerry Jones is his. Uh, um her father daughter and hush money was made to like keep her quiet as his daughter yeah um and you know what happened absolutely nothing 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 so yeah it's got to be something if he actually has like something to hold his hat on then hang his hat on then he i, I can't imagine what it would be i want to know i want to know what that dirt is that yeah. he thinks is so significant i like my curiosity my little radar is like oh dan snyder why don't you go ahead and uh spill the tea and let's see what you're cooking with here all right, we got to do it. Have you have we updated the college football uh, picking stats yet? I forgot to look. The uh, our teams, our teams, our teams. So I have I would have I would have waiver wire priority rights. Yes, you you have Ohio, Clemson, Ohio State. Yes, Oregon and Michigan, Oklahoma. No, I dropped Oklahoma <laughs> like a like a bad. Bad case of burritos, man. I so did so did Texas. Yeah, they smoked Oklahoma, and I forget who they play this weekend, but they're even favored. And Dylan, Dylan Gabriel's not as advertised. And I told you at the beginning of the year, Brent Venables is acting like a Dabo Sweeney Jr. And I bet you the Oklahoma yeah. players were like, "Get this, you could yuck, you could yuck, Brent Venables out of my face, dude." Both Clemson ex Clemson coordinators fired by the end of the season. Tony Elliott's got at least two or three years. We Virginia uh, fans can suffer more than any other fan base and stick to out. their guns. They can't. Everybody's doing it. Just buy them out. <laughs> All right. You got Bama, Georgia, USC, and OK State. I'm assuming that you're going to stay. USC's got a big game this weekend. So does Oklahoma State. So does Bama. I know. I know. I know. USC at Utah. Oklahoma State at TCU. Those are both scary. It's scary. Gives me so much anxiety not to pick up Tennessee right now uh, because Bryce Young is, what, a game-time decision? Yeah. Um, I got a feeling he's not going to play. Oh, man. God, I, I, feel like you're, I feel like you're doing reverse psychology and you know that Bryce Young is going to play mm -hmm. and you don't want me to pick Tennessee up. Hmm. I love these mind games you play with me. Oh, man. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand. I'm going to stand pack. I'm going to keep it spread. Spread out. I, I can't have three SEC teams. That's just too much. That would be too and much. Tennessee and plays at Georgia. So I feel like I, I don't want to drop. It's almost like I'd want to drop Georgia to have the, who I think is going to win the SEC. I can't do it. 
So I'm I'm a weenie. All right, I, I'm going to stick with Michigan. Hopefully, they'll hold on against Penn State. Oregon is quietly doing is quietly handling their business out there in the Pac-12. It's very tempting to pick up UCLA this weekend to see if they can uh, make a run for it. Um, but I'm going to stay. Just, as well. You're just done with the SEC. I I, I think I know who's going to come out of the SEC, and I think it's going to be Georgia and Alabama. So I don't think I need okay. to waste my time. I appreciate that picking picking anything up in the SEC. All right, let's go to the college football slate. We have. An electric weekend to kick us off. We have Penn. This is just a preview. We have number ten, Penn State, five and zero at the Big House. At number five, Michigan. Michigan is favored by seven. That's at ten a.m. Followed by Oklahoma State at TCU at one thirty. Alabama at Tennessee at one thirty. NC State at Syracuse. Sneaky good game there in the ACC with the top two defenses. Mississippi State. I love Will Rogers versus Kentucky. I think Kentucky's on their way down. USC. Yeah. At Utah, Utah is favored by three and a half. Let's start with the early game trainer. Number 10, Penn State with Sean Clifford. At number five, Michigan. Michigan favored by seven. All right, so i got some stats here that are interesting. Um, Michigan does lead the nation in completion, completing passes. So, J.J. McCarthy? Yes. Correct. Correct. That's that's your team. So I called him sure. Justin Jefferson last week. Justin Je- Justin Jefferson McCarthy. I do like that. That's good. Um, same region. You know, Minnesota Vikings are in Big Ten country. Penn State forcing turnovers on a high clip. Michigan number five nationally in scoring defense. And I think the tests that they've overcome, not against great teams, but on the road against Iowa, on the road against Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Michigan. Well, actually, no. I'm happy with this. Michigan will win. Yes, I like them. I like them to cover seven, and I think it's all we're going to do is point to a huge disappointing game in Columbus, and Michigan will drop out at that point. But they, I want to see them both undefeated for that game. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That is that is the storyline that I like the most. Not <laughs> only did I pick Michigan, but um for my final four, but I do like that story. Uh, uh, that storyline. Penn State has a good offensive line. Both teams are averaging around 450 yards offensively. It feels one of these teams, and I'm looking at Penn State. Feels like remember when Iowa was was number two last year? Yes, I'm, yeah, I remember when Iowa two is always. They're not going to this year, but they're always like every other year, every three years. They're top, they get to the top five, and you're like, what's going on? I think the difference this game will be will be Blake Corum, Michigan State's Michigan, not Michigan State, Michigan State stinks. Blake Corum, yep. the running back from Michigan, he has 735 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think Michigan will get him going. Where Penn State down, it's going to be close. I like Michigan in a let's call it Michigan by a field goal, so Penn State will cover. Okay, cool. So I'll take yeah, I'll take Michigan. Laying those points. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, quarterback-wise, McCarthy or Justin Jefferson, McCarthy is better. Singleton, Nicholas Singleton, fifth in the in college football in yards per carry and also first with five runs of 40 yards or plus, which are great stats. But I think, like, you can sit, call that a wash at running back and then Michigan's defense win at home. I think a lot of those average yards was against Auburn when they were just absolutely Auburn could not stop them to <laughs> save bring Auburn, their lives. Bring Auburn up. Yeah, bring yeah. Auburn. Uh, don't never forget that Penn State went into Jordan Air Stadium and laid <laughs> the absolute wood to Auburn. All right. True. The the other one thirty. Excuse me. The next game at one thirty. Your Oklahoma State Cowboys at five and zero behind 
uh, Spencer Sanders at 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions at TCU with Sonny Dykes coming over from SMU and just having a hell of a first season with Max Duggan. Don't forget, Max Duggan started on the bench this year. He is he threw for over 6,000 yards prior to this year. This year he has 14 touchdowns, one interception, 1,300 yards. All I can say is points, 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 points. Big over-under at 68. Yeah, 60, I saw it at 68 and a half, and I was like, how in the world are they going to get there? But they might. Uh, I didn't drop Oklahoma State for Tennessee, so I'll stick with Oklahoma State winning on the road in Fort Worth and obviously covering the spread. Yeah, TCU TCU's favored by four. So I like Mike Gundy in these situations now. I did not last year. Last year, even in the Big 12 championship, I thought Mike Gundy coached well. Do you remember when they were playing in Bedlam and Mike Gundy like sat in the corner and never moved and just like paced around in this little box and like didn't show any emotion and they ended up winning? Do you not remember that? No. What year was this? this before COVID? My, this was last year. Memory. Oh, it was last year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, he was right. like a very subdued, right. subdued uh abnormal for Mike Gundy. But if you're going to go Oklahoma State, I'm going to pick TCU outright. I like oh. I like Max Duggan at quarterback. He provides senior leadership. Spencer Sanders, he's good. He is good. But Mike Gundy, I'm going to say he's going to revert back to the Mike Gundy of old. TCU outright. This is good. We didn't have – we've already picked against each other twice. Last week we almost pushed in our picks. It was a little too much cycling for uh, for the fans' sake. Mm-hmm. And for ratings. So, yeah, I like this. We're countering. All right, another game that goes on at uh, 1.30. We're going to get to Tennessee, Alabama. But first, the Wolfpack, 5-1, and one, NC State at, surprisingly, the 5-0 and oh, Syracuse. Syracuse is favored by three at home. Two, two of the best defense in the ACC. I think this all depends on Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback. If he can go then I, I love NC State, but Syracuse D stacking stacking up stacking up wins for them. What say you, trainer? NC State's tested. It took Syracuse having it took UVA missing 18 field goals for Syracuse to beat UVA at home in the dome. So I feel like Syracuse is a house of cards. I'm gonna go to NC State. Okay, I like that. Just to let you know. After Devin Leary went out against FSU, the backup Chambers only threw one pass and they kicked three field goals in order to have a comeback win over SSU. But they, they made those field goals, correct? That is <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm I'm actually I'm actually with you here. I think NC State's got too much to prove. I think Dev, Devin Leary might even play hurt. Um I like if McNabb, I like if, if McNabb comes in at halftime and plays for Syracuse, I'm, I was wrong. All right, so we're, I'm going to say NC State covers. They're, they are So let's go to the game of the weekend, the biggest game we've seen in, of the year so far. Alabama. Vanderbilt at Georgia. Oh, it's going to be electric. Uh, Alabama, 5-0 and in Knoxville. Tennessee, 5-0. and They are a home dog. Alabama is favored by 7. Bryce Young is a game-time decision. This is the best chance Tennessee has to beat Alabama in a long, long time. Hendon Hooker is making – he looked so good against LSU. He's making a run at the Heisman. Bama's won 15 straight. 
Jalen Milrow, Milrow looked good against a bad Arkansas secondary. Excuse me, he looked good against a bad Arkansas secondary. He looked bad against a Texas A&M secondary. Tennessee's secondary is pretty bad, giving up a lot of points, Tennessee. I'll go ahead and pick them. Alabama wins by three on a Will Reichard field goal. Will Reichard has to have a big game. He had a bad game against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Bama mm-hmm. wins. He's still alive? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I'm I mean, pretty sure he missing, had a, I mean, he's not missing. Is what I didn't mean alive. My bad. Yeah, he's definitely alive. He's <laughs> definitely been put under guard. You know, they have they have security for this purpose because the SEC fans are crazy. Um, mentioned bomb threat, Hitman, RV Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. So and, and Slyke, what's his name? Anyway, <laughs> um, so the seven point spread interests me because what what was what's Bama's backup quarterback that looks like uh, Derrick Henry? Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow. Can he throw balls at Tennessee cornerbacks? I well, so as I mentioned Will earlier, that matter. He looked he, like a decent quarterback against a bad secondary. That was Arkansas. Tennessee also has a bad secondary. That's where I think they have their edge. Also, I think Will Rackard has played in enough games where he will get right as a kicker. I think it goes back and forth, back and forth. Alabama's mm-hmm. defense is not as like – they just don't look as rugged. They don't look as mean as the Alabama defenses have passed. So I, I think mean, statistically they're still great though. Yes, yes, they are. But it's it seems like uh, Tennessee's offense is, is one of the best that – yeah. that they're going to face all year besides Mississippi State. They have State. scored 30 points in eight straight games, best in the, in the SEC. I just wonder about this line. So I, I can't this, – this happened with me with Will Levis in, in Kentucky last week, game-time decision. He played, uh, didn't play great. Obviously, they lost that game. I can't believe they lost South Carolina. They are so bad. I know. They are so, so bad. bad. South Carolina should have lost to South Carolina State at home. I, I cannot believe that. Um Josh Heupel, one and five as an underdog with Tennessee. Oh man, I guess I'm just gonna go. I'm all right to, to counter. I'm gonna go Alabama covers on the road. Bryce Young plays seven points. Okay, ten point, ten point win in Knoxville. If Bryce Young plays and he's at ninety percent, if he's at eighty percent, he can read a defense so well that I think they'll just establish a run game early. Um, I don't think he's going to play. I think he's more hurt than than Nick Saban is letting on, judging by Nick Saban's just absolute just chewing out of every single media member that mentions Bryce Young's name. Um, so My I, star quarterback is dragging his leg around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's he is he is full Nick Saban right now. I think he's I, Nick Saban is obviously coaching more significant games. I like Alabama, but it's going to be closer than people think i think they're getting seven points because they're bama does that make sense vegas looks at bama looks at the history and says it should be bama by a touchdown and they're not taking into account that bama's look kind of sloppy this year so yeah all right we'll disagree, disagree. i'm just gonna double down for not for not picking up the volunteers in the college fic in our in our four four teams our final four teams i'm just gonna double down and say tennessee loses by 10 so they'll be pushed out of the top well They'll be they'll fall to ten probably or eleven. Yeah, make me feel better about myself. All right, all right. And our last ranked matchup going on at six p.m. Mountain Time. Oh, by the way, I've listed all these games in Mountain Time for anybody that's listening on the East Coast. 
<laughs> USC six and zero at number twenty Utah four and two USC is number seven ranked in the country Utah is favored by three and a half Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley have been destroying people they have looked good what say you trainer give me your pick I'm gonna go with the LA sweep I picked UCLA and DTR to beat Utah last week I'm gonna go with Caleb Williams and USC to beat Utah at Utah this week I'm gonna Utah say I'm gonna say the, the same thing. Five. I'm going to say the same thing, and here's here's the reason why. Utah lost to Anthony Richardson down in Florida mm-hmm. because he's a dual-threat quarterback. They lost last week to DTR, dual-threat quarterback. Caleb Williams can run the ball. He is an athlete, dual-threat quarterback. I'm with you. USC continues to roll. They will go 7-0 and and beat the Utah Utes. Utah sneaky Actually, the Utah teams. Let's say let's give let's give a little props to Utah and BYU for these tough schedules. Utah schedule with UCLA playing so well and USC playing in themselves in the top six. Really tough schedule for Utah this year. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Arkansas goes no. on the road to Provo this year, uh, this week, mm-hmm. and plays BYU. We'll see. We'll see if they can not lose four in a row. All right. With the time remaining, let's get to our NFL segment. Three up three down i will take the first one i think the most obvious one of the three up is the la rams with the visiting carolina panthers the la rams are favored by 10 this is their get right game if they don't get right here it's a wash you better sign obj and pay him some money because the rams need a win and they need it now they win this game against carolina You've, you've had a good turn. What's the term when you say the interim coach wins? You call it one for the who? Uh, de- one for the skipper. Yeah, one for the skipper. Yeah. Oof. I don't I mean, know. Cooper- I don't know about this skipper. I don't know what the team that he has and all the rumors that Christian, Christian McCaffrey is going to be traded to Buffalo. Um, that's got. Have you not heard that? No, I haven't heard that. Oh, and I think it's just a fantasy at this point, but Christian McCaffrey to Buffalo or Saquon ba- Barkley to Buffalo. Buffalo is out shopping for a running back, and uh, there's some rumors flying around. Oh come on, the Giants! The Giants are an elite NFC East team, Massey. They're, they are. They're, they're going to trade Saquon. I could see McCaffrey on the move, though, for sure. Oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Saints have to win this game. I know Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby are both questionable. Cooper Cup being the more important of the two. Matt Stafford looks awful. You know, I've noticed is um, this year. You know, with Baker Mayfield playing so poorly last year, but having all these commercials during the yeah, season. Yeah. Same thing with Stafford this year. You mm-hmm. see these. You see these. Little Caesars and AT&T commercials yeah. and you just cringe because he's playing so poorly. Josh Allen, lots of commercials this year, but Josh Allen is balling. So it's one of those things where, you know, when you watch a commercial and you see a quarterback who sucks versus one who's playing well, but they've already been filmed and they've already distributed those commercials. There's nothing, they can't take them out of the tank. And you're like, please stop showing these because Stafford's throwing, you know, an inter- two interceptions per touchdown. Yeah. I mean, the Ram- I like I like your pick. Rams to win at home. All right, give me your first up. Uh, Massey's Lions have a bye week. They can't lose. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. They got blanked against New England. I was like, you got to be kidding me. The number one scoring offense in the NFL gets blanked by New England. Give me a break. Just right. kidding. That, that, that's a cheat code. Uh, the Colts. They really? Looked awful, looked awful last week. They're playing Jacksonville. This is a rematch. Jacksonville. The Jaguars are impossible to figure out. Yeah, they destroy. I mean, they destroyed Justin Herbert and the Chargers at L.A. with nobody Herbert. on defense. Correct. That Herbert had bad ribs. 
and then they lose a game at home to the Texans. I'm like, what, what's going on here? I feel like the Colts, they're 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. They can actually be above 500 if they win this game. I think they'll get this done at home. So Colts are on the rise. I All mean, right. I picked them to win the AFC South. I might as well, you know, double down. So I I have uh, I go in direct contrast with you. I think the Jags oh. are going up. They just seem to own Indiana, and they always struggle against the Texans. It just seems like if you said the AFC South, you're like, well, the Jags beat the Colts, so and they it's lose so the bad. Texans, and then the Titans win the division. And you said that for the last five years, that would that would <laughs> sum it up. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jags to beat Indiana. That's my second up. I love it. My second up, my real second up, the Bills, they win this revenge game. The first time Mahomes has been a road, sorry, a home dog at at uh, Arrowhead in his starting career, I believe, or at least since like, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, at least since he like became, became Patrick Mahomes and took over for Alex Smith. The Bills will win this revenge game on their way to becoming the first seed in the AFC the first time since 1993. It's a long time ago. I've been saying it all year. It's probably the Bills' year. If they're going to do it, it's going to yeah. be this year. They better find a running game. But Josh Allen is so electric. I just – I stayed away from this game. I couldn't tell. I mean, the way the Chiefs looked against the Raiders on Monday Night Football was – they looked so good. I know the Raiders aren't that good, but – Going down 17 points early and just storming back, that was just so classic Patrick Mahomes at this point. I I'd stayed away from the game, but I like your pick. All right. You ready for this up? I'm ready. The Jets. Oh. They're at Lambeau. Now, are they going to win? Probably not. But will they cover? I say yes. The Jets, shockingly, what are they? Are they 500, above 500? I think they're 3-2. and two. Yeah, they beat yeah. – um. They two beat and the one, Dolphins. Two and zero away. Yeah, so I'm just thinking that Aaron Rodgers got held out of practice due to a thumb. I saw him on mute raising his hands a bunch at a press conference, which makes me think that he's frustrated. I think the Packers do their early season kind of stumble fumble around before they start to get some momentum in the NFC. I like the Jets here to cover. All right, all right, I like it. I'll go with my third up because I made a joke about the Lions. And I didn't pick a third up. I'm going to go with the Pats and Zapier, our boy from Western, Ken- Western Kentucky, threw for 6,000 yards and 47 yeah, they'll touchdowns. The, they'll beat the Browns on the road, obviously cover that two-and-a-half-point spread against the Browns. The Browns are favored at home, so Browns will be two and four. Pats will be 500. Pats are up. Good defense. My number one down, New England. I don't think oh. they have all this magic on the road in Cleveland. I think Nick Chubb is the most electric running back in the NFL right now. He is a pleasure to watch run the ball. He does so without any gloves, which makes him look like an absolute man. He mm-hmm. is – I think Nick Chubb goes off. The um, Detroit, I mean, they have a running game. They have a great offense. I don't know where that defensive effort came from New England, probably from the rocket scientist himself finally learning how to coach defense again. But I think Cleveland wins this game – and covers. All right. So you're still not over the Lions, I can tell. No, I love keep the bring, Lions for some reason. Bringing up Detroit. Probably hard knocks or something. <laughs> All right. You down? Yeah, give me your down. Well, one of mine you've already picked, and I'm going to go with the two. I'm going to go outright. New York sweep. Packers lose to both New York teams back-to-back weeks. I Jets love win. it. Jets win at Lambeau. Last week, I thought 
the Giants were playing at Lambeau and I picked them outright. And then you corrected me and told them they're playing at Tottenham Hotspurs. I'm just going to go Jets on the road. I like that a lot. And and Green Bay had to travel all the way to London and back. All right. The, point. the Giants, you've been riding high. You're going to lose. You are going to lose. Well, you know what's funny about the Giants is they're doing the small things right. They have a good coach in uh, what's his name, um, and Dayball. Yeah, and he has he's Brian, got him doing he's got him doing things that doesn't doesn't make sense. Like they're they're doing smart plays and they're like doing things that don't make them look like absolute clowns. But I think you know, the Ravens. You know Jason Jason Garrett's on television now. You knew that right? Well, well, boy. Um, well, I'm saying he's not the AFC, he's not their uh, offensive coordinator anymore. That also helps. That probably that pro- oh oh you favorite. meant Jason Garrett's on TV. I thought he meant yes. Okay, I'm here. I'm with <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Ravens are favored by five and a half on the road. I don't. I think that's too many points. I think the Giants cover, but I do think they're going to lose this game. I will pick the Ravens to win outright. Perfect. All right, cards. Kyler Murray at Seattle. Geno Smith. Tyson, sorry, Tyson, Taysom Hill, alligator head, Geno Smith, alligator head, Kyler Murray. That's the hierarchy. Make uh, sense? Alligator head. You know, like greater than, better, better than. Oh, oh, you could have just said greater than. Yeah, sorry. You know, the alligator thing. Yes. Okay. I, I also picked uh, Kyler Murray to come down. I, I think I picked them every single week to lose. The Seahawks look surprisingly fine with Geno Smith. Yeah, they need to get the ball good. to DK Metcalf a little more, in my opinion. But yeah. I I like the fact that um, – excuse me, I like the Seahawks win based on the fact that James Conner, I think, is out with a rib he injury. Correct. So I like, I like the Seahawks here. The cards are my other down. Your, last, third, third. your last down. You're going to like this one. Joe Burrow is going to go back to the Superdome. He going to lose. That's go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, yeah, I like the Saints. I like their gadget plays. Um, I like Taysom Hill being in the mix. It gives another wrinkle to the offense that has been stagnant for a little while. I stayed away from this game because I have too much, too many emotions riding on it, but I want Joe Burrow to get sacked about 15 times. And he will. And he will, Massey. The Honey Badger's coming for him. Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you this week. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We air on 89.1 KHOL Fridays 2 to 3. If you missed any of this, download our podcast. All right, sports fans, that's it. That's all.